0: Hello darlings, this is just a quick note to let you know that Dead Darlings will be applying to be part of the Digital Edinburgh Free Fringe, and if you are too, we want to hear from you. Our plan is to record a series of Dead Darlings sessions episodes, featuring poets that are putting on a show as part of the Free Fringe. The episodes will consist of a 20 minute set from the poet, plus a quick fire interview, and will be recorded as a Zoom event attended by the general public. The audio will then be turned into a special podcast episode and released wherever you got the episode you're currently listening to. It's a chance for poets to plug their Fringe shows and give the audience a taster of the kind of thing they can expect from your show. If you're interested in taking part, drop us an email to deaddarlingspodcast at gmail.com or message us on Facebook, we're Dead darlings Podcast on Facebook or on Twitter at deaddarlingspod. We look forward to hearing from you, darlings. <laughs> dead darlings book club i'm rebecca cooney i'm hannah Hutzfer.
1: and i'm laurie eaves
0: this month's book was the air year chosen by laurie laurie why did you choose this book
1: um i didn't really choose this book i just mentioned it in the last podcast and as soon as i mentioned that i'd read the air Year by caroline bird hannah hutzpah went i want to read that let's make that the next <laughs> book <of laughs> the
0: yeah. I, mean, I also i definitely put on my facebook like i'm looking to buy poetry collections and the air year was mentioned at least two or three times if not a lot more actually so yeah, yeah.
1: so i read it about a month ago um because i just wanted to um it was one of the books i bought in an actual real life bookshop which was exciting um mm. And I've wanted to read it for a while. Caroline Bird, um, for anybody who doesn't know, is a fantastic writer who has been writing for a long time. Uh, I'd say a long time, not, not like super, super long time, but first poetry collection, looking through letterboxes was published in 2002 when she was 15. Um, so. That's, uh, yeah, the mark of somebody who's pretty good at poetry from a young age, (laughs) I think it's (laughs) fair to say. Um, I think think the technical
0: term is disgustingly talented. Disgustingly Uh, talented, yeah. 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 Um,
1: And I've had a a workshop with her in the past, and I know other people who have had workshops with her um, and been mentored by her on their manuscripts. She's really heavily involved in... Uh, the editing world, as well as um, the writing world. Um, And every single person I've ever known who's had any kind of interaction with Caroline Bird has gone, oh, she's the real deal. She's great. Um, You need (laughs) to check her out. Um, When her last book, In These Days of Prohibition, came uh, out, I went to go and see the book launch and uh, was late because it was stupidly early for some reason. It it literally started at six o'clock Um, and I got there from my office um, and I caught the last poem and a half uh, but it was still (laughs) worth it it was great Um, and then I bought the book and sat in the middle of seven dials Mm -hmm. I started reading it on the tube on my way into Covent Garden and just got off the tube and just continued reading until I was finished it was great (laughs) so I wanted to read The Air Year which is her newest collection also it's come up there's one particular poem in it that's come up in a couple of different workshops I've been in recently, which is called Ooh. The Ground. Um, people uh, in workshops seem to really like this poem at the moment. Oh. Um, is that the
0: one about falling?
1: The one about falling, and... it's called The Ground, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and that poem people... is fantastic, like such people a good poem.
1: Obsessed with that one. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I think it's just interesting um, that when, when you have separate workshops that bring up the same poem, You go okay there's something in this that is speaking more widely than you know than you necessarily think i'll shut up what did you guys think
0: (laughs) no and i kind of part of me wants to do a reading of this poem. should we do a reading of that poem
1: i think you can do uh fully credit it
0: yeah so this is caroline bird's the Ground." you land on a ridge Six feet down the cliff and believe you have fallen from the dread summit and survived, and you think, this is the ground. Until you notice the larks passing at eye level. Drop a cufflink and fall 50 feet onto the open palm of another ridge. Deeper in, scratched, clothes torn, you've lost a shoe and you think, this is the ground. I can bake that lasagna now. Till a kite gets snagged in your hair, your feet meet a plunging carpet. Now you're hanging by your necklace from a branch, thinking this is the ground. Let's buy a puppy. As you sit in your bracken chair, as you fall in your chair like a locked flower head, face planting, yes, ground, in a tree. Wind burnt from momentum, whiplashed by your own screams, oops, then oops, oops, straddling a lamppost, a pillar, a shed, each time believing this is the ground, believing you survived, falling, landing, falling out, Who knows how long you've been travelling down this thing, incrementally. Held in the loosening, tightening fist of a giant with a featureless face. Thud! At last! I can put up that shelf. Make that baby. You lie and let your bones heal. Looking up at the distance, experiencing plateau for the first time. Cold. Hard. Real. The opposite of air. You shake like a prodigal astronaut. I can build a house on this, you think staggering off yeah it's such a a standout poem from the collection but also a kind of summary of what is going on in that collection as well I think Mm. and
2: Caroline Bird is one that I had come across before in workshops like prompts taken from her poems or also oh god I think it might have been um, even uh, Amy Aker of uh, Bad Betty Press that shared uh, the poem Rookie just I think took a photo of it and put it on Twitter I remember seeing that a few weeks ago before i started reading this and which is all about fucking up and not realizing that you're fucking up it's got a line oh. about like your mobile phone is a strip of bark with numbers scratched on it um just like you thought you were tying laces but you've actually just been wrapping a whole s- roll Hell of tape yeah. around your shoe and hoping for the best mm-hmm. and yeah just just basically failing to adult <laughs> like you have been faking this the whole time and mm. I think it's extremely rude that she wrote that without asking if it was okay with me
0: And <laughs> um, I mean I have to say like like her whole attitude to marriage as well. Apologies Laurie. aware that you're about to kind of embark on this shit um, mm-hmm. I, I do think there's something about like, so, so throughout the collection, there's lots of kind of examples of this idea of marriage or relationships as being, or even just growing up as being adhering to a certain definition of what it is. So there's a whole poem about like, um, uh, surrealism for beginners is about the producers appear at a, in the sky and tell everybody that actually you're just in a in a film about yeah. what it is to be human and all your... It's basically you're in the Truman Show kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And there is something about getting married where... And a particular And I, I obviously, like, Caroline Bird is writing from a, 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 a gay point of view, actually, about being a gay woman. But after this really spoke to me as a woman married to a man, That there is this idea that you kind of... Um, you know, get into a marriage going, well, this... I I have this memory of... um, Basically, I spilled a fuck ton of champagne down my wedding dress and had to wash it in the (laughs) bath afterwards. And I've tried to write a bad poem about it, and I'm sure I will work out how to write a good poem about it in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the lines from this bad poem was, this institution has swallowed better women than me. And (sighs) and you do have this sensation Mm. of that, that, that marriage as an institution is something that that you end up kind of conforming to the norms and the expectations of it. And, and she's talking about the air year is the year. Um, so obviously for every, traditionally for every year you're married, you have different gifts involved. So the first year is paper. I think the second year is cotton or something like that. Um, and so she's saying, just well, the fir- that up. Yeah, yeah, the year <laughs> before you get yeah. to that first paper anniversary is just the air year. It's when you make insubstantial promises to each other. Um, right. And that, yeah, and that kind of really spoke to me as somebody that kind of got married. And there have been times where I've really found myself like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just stress here. I adore my husband. You guys have met him. He is a wonderful man. He we is love a, Abby. We love Abby. <laughs> Shouts out. He is the right man for me. He is wonderful. But there have been times where I'm like, oh, I'm just like where I end up complaining about him in a particular way. Where I'm like, oh God, I just sound like. You know, like my mum used to at a party when I was a kid, chatting to other people's mums, complaining about how my husband doesn't do X, Y, Z or does do X, Y, Z or whatever the problem is. And it it is this feeling of like, oh, I've just walked into this institution and there is a script to it and there is a way in which people behave. Um, mm. which I think is what is going on in this collection as well, that she sort of, there's lots of occasions where she talks about people kind of conforming to expected behaviours and being like, oh, I don't I don't want to do this. I thought it would be different for me, but people are doing that.
1: So one thing kind of tying in with, with everything you've just said is that um, I know someone who was on a course with Caroline Bird last year and they said... To me, that Caroline had said while well, discussing this book, every book I've been I've written, I've been in a relationship when I started writing it, and the book has outlasted the relationship. Oof. Mm. Oof. um, that's what Caroline Bird apparently said about uh, about it, and um, I don't think it's a secret that like um, this one is not an exception to that. Like, um,
2: yeah, so. I think, yeah, yeah, I struggled reading the first few as to working out who who the you was of different poems and i i reckon there were like at least a couple of breakups and possibly like a friend or a lover i'm not sure someone who seemed to have died by suicide like there were like there seemed to be a few different griefs in some of them but also the kind of one of the themes was definitely the roles that we play. I will say, as someone who has had uh, hetero and non-hetero pairings, um, the one of the benefits to being in a same-sex... If anyone is bisexual and on the shelf and, like, scared of taking a plunge, can I just tell you that you <laughs> are going to On the fence, isn't it? Not on the shelf. The se- on, on, on the fence, sorry. If anyone, on the if shelf, anyone is... it's
1: like <laughs> everybody's <laughs> left walked Left yeah,
0: everyone's coupled. If, if,
2: anyone, if any listeners are... Reckon they are bisexual in terms of attraction, but are a bit scared of taking the plunge. Um, You lose the sexist baggage, like the framing of, oh, you're the guy, so you're the one that's going to repair this. Or I'm (laughs) the woman, so I'm the one who's going to cook and clean like that stuff just doesn't exist you just lose it it's just this person prefers it or Rebecca not. is
1: it's,
0: losing it right now what's going on Rebecca is I mean partly because you know part of me does think actually and it was only after I got to get babby that I thought actually there was quite a lot of women that I think are quite attractive <laughs> and it only really occurred to me after I got to get abby who is the love of my life and he is my person but it's also worth noting That in our relationship, I'm the one that does all of the fixing and DIY shit and has a concept of what I'm talking about. (laughs) Abby does not. Abby grew up in India where, like, if you can afford to, you get someone else in to do this shit. Um, And he is very, very flummoxed by my concept of like, oh, I'm going to fix this myself. I'm going to go. I'm proud of myself that I meant it. To... <laughs> I'm going to go to home base. Yeah, and I'm going to fix the problem. Like, I take a great mean? pride in
2: being able to fix shit. I'm right? not saying I always can, but right? I want to be exactly. able
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh no, I fix the most. And I think that did come across in, in a couple of things in this, in this collection, actually, that I fix the most basic things. Man, like, I am fucking Wonder Woman. I am an Amazon. <laughs> I can do this like yeah um (laughs) undeserved probably but yeah no i am the person that goes yeah i could probably fix that whether i can or not it's a different matter um anyway
1: (laughs) taking it to a slightly different place um on the collection it's very funny it's really funny yes i i laughed out loud several times reading this collection uh nancy and the torpedo which mm. I started with laughing I at. And then by the end was like, whoa, I don't know what this poem of- is about at yeah. all. And, yeah. then, and then I was not necessarily in a bad way, just kind of like, oh, that took a turn. That, that went a, from a, very a, funny to very sexy.
0: Who has lost it in, the, in, in a scenario? And your partner's uh-huh. like, I don't understand why what the emotional package is going on here, and you're like, I don't really either, but it's just about how I'm not good enough, or how I could be more. Like, yeah, I've definitely been there. Like, I was
1: about to to take a photo of it and send it to my partner, and then I was like, oh, actually, this poem's gotten a bit weird now. Um, (laughs) I still liked it, but it was very weird. Instead, I took a photo of the factory floor, which Mm. I thought was hilariously funny, um, which is all about uh, from the perspective of somebody running a company that is doing terribly, but can't admit that it's going terribly. So instead, it just constantly is just like, um, I've got, uh, I've got news, yeah. guys. Um, uh, 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 free money, Have free money, everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. They go <laughs> have, to say, oh, everything's
0: off. bad, and you might lose your job, and they can't do it, and they just go, ah, oh, free money for everyone. Yeah, yeah, um,
1: it's great. Which is four is... day a week. We're switching to a four day a week. <laughs>
0: like it's kind of a metaphor about kind of depression debt not really coping all of those sorts of things and just like no no it's actually fine it's all fine it's all absolutely it, fine
1: it's fine it's great in fact we've got too much money yeah. um, it's it's everything's fine which i thought um,
0: that that was a real thing about the collection that it is really cinematic in a lot of senses like that mm. she builds up she kind of goes into she says, "Oh, well, this is the situation," and then actually just builds up this kind of metaphor cinematic situation that where it's like almost like a mini film just happening before mm. you. Um, and actually, mm. the, the, the perhaps the kind of the culmination of that for me was the one um, about uh, sort of fancy dress, um, the the costume party one. But like that one, I just actually ended up feeling like there were so many different ideas. Packed into like a kind of five, ten word sentence that I was like, oh, God, this is huge. And then you're just going to move on to something else. And that's going to be yeah, a, a huge idea. Yeah. It's a list poem. But like, and I feel like it's like we were saying about Caleb Femi last month, that, that like a lot of these do feel like kind of you can see what the exercise might have been that produced them. But they are. Or fucking... you can take them
1: and make your own exercise quite yeah, easily out of them. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, but they are these fucking brilliant poems. So this is kind of just different ideas of a costume. So it starts a hand in a glove costume, a wife in a traitor costume, a stranger in a hope costume, your face in a listing costume, an expectant mother and expectant mother costume. And it just goes off in all these different places. And there are just so many moments where you're like... That's actually a really deep philosophical idea, and you've just thrown it at me in five words and then you're gonna move on to the next thing and I don't Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time and dresses so a decent amount of itself. Oh, okay. That's a Yeah, okay.
2: Um, yeah. I so that one personally I slightly lost patience, and I think it was mostly just because there was so much in there. I feel like if if Bob Dylan had mumbled it over a few bar chords, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would have had more time, but reading it on the page I was like
0: Hand in a glove, he <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you can tell you with the signs dropping or mm-hmm. some shit. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Or like if, like, Believe if me, if Bob Dylan sang
1: it like... today, you wouldn't understand a word of it. So. <laughs> that's
0: very true. Um... But also, there would be a queue of men at a party to explain it to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's money I'm never getting back. My Bob Dylan ticket. Uh,
0: I mean, I'm consoled that men have also queued up to explain it to you because I really did think it might be a gender thing. So it's consoling that it was, you know, that you did no, too as well. I no, mean,
1: I, I went to Bob Dylan and Neil Young at um, London uh, Hyde Park mainly, so I could say I've seen Bob Dylan and Neil Young. Um, mm. And you know, it was Is a Neil Young
2: all right live.
1: <laughs> Neil Young was all right. Yeah, he wasn't too okay. bad. Like, um, I saw, you know, yeah, it was a day out.
2: I saw Bob Dylan when I was about 16, and similarly, just like hiding behind a giant big band. like, if you wanted to sing along, you fucking couldn't because he would have changed the no, tune. you couldn't. You um... <laughs> couldn't.
1: I remember someone once uh, that I know came out of a uh, Bob Dylan gig with uh, with their dad and said to their dad, oh, it's a real shame you didn't play like a Rolling Stone, and their dad went, he did.
0: Like, literally, you <laughs> couldn't recognise it. <laughs> Shoot.
1: He did. Yeah, yeah that was there yeah um, i mean wow. in terms
0: of in terms of yeah heroes if you're going to go see anybody go see go see bruce springsteen because he will still bring that shit and we'll enjoy it and we'll love you for being there could uh, be yeah.
1: worse you could see morrissey um so <laughs> we yeah um i think one of the things that i hadn't really thought about when i was reading this before but have been now looking back at it today after we spoke to Tina Sederholm yesterday mm. for the interview mm. is how much the collection is concerned with failure again. Yeah. Um, there is a, uh, I hadn't been thinking about it through that lens, but it absolutely is about or like kind of impersonation, impersonating success as it were.
0: Success and romantic success are what the ideal of that is like the, the poem, The Girl Who Cried Love, I... Mm-hmm. fucking love and it's about this idea of that um you go to a hovel belonging to the high priestess of love and every time you 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 want to get involved with love you kind of have to ask her for vision and she's like yeah you've been here before and you're mm-hmm. like no but it's real this time and she's like yeah fucking is it is it really yeah. um yeah and it's failed and and it's this really squalid depiction of what asking for love looks like it's debasing and shitty mm-hmm um but yeah but you keep coming back to it and hoping for something better and yeah like like everyone's And the been one there. right
2: after that is i i especially like called i am not a falconer um with like i'm sta- basically i'm standing in this field holding my glove up but she could be anywhere and it's not actually a fur glove; it's like a woolly glove. And I kind of want to go change my shoes, but like, is this I nice if I do...
0: it's a metaphor. But I sort of yeah. hope that it's going to work out the way the metaphor yeah. goes, and, and the it falcon... ends with, like my glove
2: is wrong, and you are not and a falcon. You're not a falcon. And, yeah. And, yeah. Just, just the yeah, the I don't know. I I found like. I found when she was more direct is when I is when I like the pieces the best. I found like when the metaphor kept unfolding and changing in five different directions. I found myself going, "I need Bob Dylan <laughs> <She's> to <not under laughs> this." And, God, and that or, was not I'm... what I
1: was thinking. For, for reasons of balance, I did not think I want Bob Dylan on this. <laughs> it's surreal. It's funny. It's also very heartfelt and and very sort of I don't know. Expose. I was going to say exposing a part of oneself that's that difficult to talk about, um, it feels mm. like all the way through, it feels very honest, um, so yeah, I really enjoyed it, I really enjoyed a uh, previous one as well, um, yeah. In These Days of Prohibition, that's a really great collection as well.
0: Yeah, like I just think there are so many bits that are so like cinematic and are so about like mm. images. Like so, the final episode is a poem, and it's literally just lists of people who kind of do shitty and disappointing things. So like, it literally starts the eighteenth-century board who sells her daughter's virginity to an earl, the tired CAA operative who says just do it, and then half a village dies, the plantation's owner, owner's wife, and it just keeps going like that. And it's these really kind of images of like slightly disappointing failure people but in this like it doesn't say that it's just it's this really kind of tropey view of the world that and kind the, of the occurs. final line is
2: is basically her yeah <laughs> her it's the mission that mission that
0: it's 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 the narrator being like yes please please i want to be this person i want to redeem myself
2: Oh, is the narrator or it's or it's my ex is this shit. <laughs> I oh, was stuck
0: okay. that's that's how I was. Interesting. So the final line is look at her standing on your porch step, holding out her heart like an injured bird and begging you to ruin her. Interesting that I took it as being the narrator and you were like, Oh, your ex is a shit person, aren't they? That's really interesting. <laughs>
2: depends on how much how how crappy your exes have been as to whether you're like yeah yeah that's what my ex would do
1: <laughs> and that's how you'll enjoy this collection or not it depends on how crappy your exes have been.
2: <laughs> i mean i think yeah. it i found it pretty bleak i mean i might just have bleak things on the brain at the moment i think the bits that you guys found very funny i was like when you said that i was like okay yeah no all right i get that uh, but i you didn't not find it really... a funny book not much i mean i might just be having a really shit weekend (laughs) um um outside of anything relating to dead darlings just like i've got a lot on so um yeah and a lot of it was about death and ends and yeah (laughs) but but yeah i i i think i'd probably like to reread it when i like have Happier stuff going on for the rest of my life but a lot of it was about yeah making making narrative sense of not feeling like you're a grown-up not feeling like you got it figured out and relationships ending lives ending sometimes and yeah it it
0: yeah what did you make of the poem the dive bar because i feel like of all of us as the person that has had to come yeah, out in some sense, that like. is
2: a is that is a sestina? i think it's a Sestuna. I can't remember the... Yeah. Um, I... Yeah, so this is one riffing on a... Uh, in, in the dive bar, amongst other things, there's a host of say, swaying women singing Your Secret's Safe With Me, and then as it sort of repeats and the images get more mangled and mashed up, actually it's... and um, Yeah, sometimes they're singing uh, Your Secret is Yourself, or... Uh, your secrets in a safe and then and then it sort of ends up with you kind of like spitting yourself out onto the pavement which yeah I I assumed was a coming out coming out or or just how hidden or not you are which is not the same (laughs) um yeah it what did I make of it I made more sense of it than some of the other more surreal ones, if that makes sense. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, the the metaphors sort of made sense to me without me actually necessarily being able to like write an essay about, oh, this is clearly about that. Um, yeah, it, it kind of made a a soul sense without necessarily being like
0: ah a is a is blah it's not necessarily a bad thing actually if you're like Mm. no i got that but oh shit you want me to articulate how and why i got that oh no yeah Yeah, yeah, no i can't do that like yeah i think that's fine like that's yeah
2: where it was good i absolutely loved it occasionally i found myself slightly impatient with it but also like her reputation goes precedes her i i feel like some of them i need to reread when i'm (laughs) reread in a different frame of mind and then see what i make of them if that makes sense and when she was good she was so good like especially the um i think the ones that especially sung for me were the ones where i'd actually come across that poem already so i think this is one that definitely bears repetition um the the rookie one which i had read previously like especially zinged for me i think possibly because yeah i'd already had a bit of time to digest it if that makes sense
0: uh, the rookie one is like, it's kind of sort of dream logic, right, as a poem. Um, you thought you could a ride a bicycle, it but dreamy. it turns out they weren't bikes, they're were extremely bony horses, and that wasn't a meal you cooked, that was a microwave hockey puck, and it wasn't a book that was a taco stuffed with daisies. And it just keeps going on, like, this kind of everything you thought was solid ground is not. And it is that sort of dream logic. But yeah, like you were saying, Laurie, like, it does feel like it, that crops up throughout the collection. Yeah. It,
1: it does feel very dreamy, it feels very um surreal. It feels like every time she can push something further, she she does. Um which maybe sometimes is too much for where you want to be, Hannah. Um <laughs> which is a perfectly yeah. legit response, like um certainly it goes a bit weird.
2: <laughs> yeah, I it's it's less anchored than a lot of the poetry I really love. But I don't feel like a lot of a lot of other poets, if they seemed this unanchored from specifics, i think they were talking crap and I don't think she is. Does that make sense? Yeah. It does, um, yeah.
0: And it hangs together very well as a collection, actually. Like mm. there's lots of recurring ideas, kind of through narratives about different relationships that kinda of come up again and again or her concept of herself in relationships. That you're like oh yeah i see where you're going with this and like yeah it, it does it does hang together incredibly well but no i think it's I, I think it's a really lovely collection i think there's a lot of stuff that like i say, there's just a lot in it like that part yeah. about the fancy dress there's a lot packed into every line i think having had the conversation that we've had with tina Sederholm as well um mm. you know about kind of how to edit and making sure the images are really strong like I just there, yeah, there are so many bits in it where I'm like, that's just such a really strong line, and I actually don't have time to analyse it because I've got to go on to the next one that you've got. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I really enjoyed it, and it's a very different style of poetry to what I write, and I really fucking loved it, and it was a collection that made me want to write like this. Um, so yeah, no, I enjoyed it.
1: I read it during monapo Rhino, and after finishing it, the next poem I wrote tried to take that kind of like just pushing things a bit more surreal thing. And when I shared that, it got quite a nice response. So it's interesting. It did push me out of my comfort zone to try and use it as a springboard. So I think it's interesting to read it as a writer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I really think you can get a lot out of this if you sort of look at what it's doing and why. Mm. Um, yeah. Um. Uh, so that was uh the air year by Caroline Bird. That is available on uh, a for nine pounds ninety nine. <laughs>